If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Now, I want to welcome Jaspreet Boparai and Don Nicholson from The Greenwash Show. Thanks for coming in, guys. Good day, Paul. Good day. Okay, so <laughs> uh, um, one thing I, I really like about your program is if I want to know what the news is going to be or what I'm going to be hearing about no, no, in the next few weeks, few months, I kind of get the directional steer from from Greenwashed and usually, you know, um, real life catches up not too long after that. I'm just wondering, have we reached any sort of peak yet in in the kind of stuff you guys talk about a lot and have guests on talking about? Has there have we peaked out, or are we still sort of climbing up the hill? What do you well, reckon? Uh, do gravy trains ever reach a peak, Paul? <laughs> yeah, good, good comeback. <laughs> I'd say no. We, this is this is going to be the year we we're going to see this really amped up. We it almost has followed a pattern of what happened during COVID. You know, just when you think this is this gig is over now, now they come back harder and faster. I think uh, Don, uh, I recently used that analogy of a boa constrictor. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, yeah, slowly Strangle. squeezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're and not so designed course, to stop, are they? They're not designed to stop. They they go no, all the way. No, they'll go all the way. And of course, Jaspreet is the um, is the is the nerve center of um, the thinking for Green Greenwash. She really does the research, Paul. I'm just uh, I'm just a hanger on, really, in comparison. <laughs> so um, she really does that reading. She's a power reader. I I don't know how she does it. I think she reads in her sleep, and she is able to uh, assimilate that and bring it out to the to the daytime. I wish mm. I had that. <laughs> me too. No, you give me too much credit, but it is there is so many headlines coming, Paul. Very honestly, we don't have a shortage of content for the show. It is more about sifting through what can we actually put. You know, we have a limit of three hours. This thing is really being ramped up, and especially now with banking and accounting, everyone else wanting disclosures on climate and others from your big uh, companies. This is only just starting, I say. And also judicial activism, and we talked about this on Legal Hub recently, mm. the decision to allow Mike Smith to um, sue, um, you know, the the polluting companies, Fonterra, um, there's a whole list of them, a couple of power companies, et cetera. And, and that assumes that um, the land, the sea, the water are some kind of entities like a human being would be. It, it's sort of getting a bit sort of woo-woo, isn't it? Well, it's 100% getting woo-woo. Uh, there's uh, talk in the states of these uh, natural asset companies, and that's all. And, and it has been pushed back a little bit over there, to be fair. And the New York Stock Exchange disallowed them to be formed. But um, they are about the monetization of nature, basically money monetization of biodiversity. And moreover, we've got people willing to be part of that now. Uh, in this country, you hear about biodiversity credits, aside from carbon credits, which is really CO2 credits. Um, you know, people do want to monetize that because it's it's actually almost getting too hard to be farming, too too hard to be a producer. Let's just let's just monetize something and and uh pocket the cash. Simple, isn't it? What do you think when you see those big farmer protests in the UK and then compare, I suppose we're not up against the same stuff, or are we here in New Zealand, but 
boy, they're really going hard, you know, spraying manure at buildings and thousands of uh, tractors moving around, and it's spread to truckers now. We're seeing that in, in the U.S. It's like some force that's out there, but not much said here about any of that, really, that I can make out apart from you guys. Well, I'll let Jasprit do that because she's she'll be more impartial than me. I'm certainly quite biased on this. Uh, biased? Who'd blame you of that, Don? But I I think uh, we've sort of been browbeaten for too long, Paul. And unlike those people there, you know, the, who have really been facing the nitrogen pressure that you know cut down nitrogen use, and Holland has completely gone gangbusters on this buying of farmers. We have not seen that level of, uh, what do I say? We've influence. not seen that level of influence here yet. That's not to say it's not coming, but, you know, why do it? We've seen a few pine trees here. Keep in mind, we are only the second country in the world that allows 100% offsets of uh, your emissions via pine forestry. So much of a job has been done with stuff like that. Then there comes renewables, a country that's already, you know, well over 80% renewables, we want more. So we are achieving all of that by stealth. Don't let's not forget that's let's not assume that's not happening, but it's just going on in a lot more underhanded way. I yes, don't. It, yeah, hundred percent, Jasper. It's insidious here. It's been creeping at us for many years, whereas it's quite overt in the European Union uh, mm. countries where they knew they were getting uh, subsidies and privilege through taxpayers. In New Zealand, we don't get any of that, but the taxpayers still, uh, sorry, the governance of this country still expect. Uh, the same response. So we're, we do it all for nothing here. Over in Europe, they get paid to do it. And that's the difference. But we're a trading nation and we do need the corridors to trade of trade to be wide open. And the worry for me in the European Union countries, especially, is that those corridors to trade may just shut down through these protests. Um, and I do think the WTO is under pressure to try and hold, that's the World Trade Organization, is under pressure to maintain its positioning on this stuff because they have been pretty good for New Zealand over the last 30 years and uh, you know I'm a big supporter of the WTO but yeah I think it's under pressure right now um you know when I think about our, our show Paul uh you you started RCR the very first day it was uh playing William Shatner uh the common people the pulp song yeah yep. and I look at that I listen to that regularly and put myself back in that shoe and think that's where we are. We're, um, we're trying to represent the common people. Uh, that might be a brand that is unpalatable to some people, but it's not to me. And uh, the reality so, check yeah. reality check is fantastic, uh, uh, a fantastic angle to do that, to represent the common, common people, reality check radio. So, look, you know, that's what we're trying to do bring back uh, common sense and openness, something that hasn't been with us for many years but got much worse over the last six years. Uh, the Public uh, Interest Journalism Fund didn't help our cause, uh, so hopefully we're starting to push back on the people that have been milking that. And, of course, Jaspreet and I have been talking about um, the green-washed grifters of the week show, uh, which, yeah. which we may not do every week. And we've talked about peak absurdity of the week. We want to highlight that. And Jaspreet's come up with the climate crazies story of the week. So, yeah, we, we don't want to make a commitment that we can do that every week, but no. that's what we're hitting on this year. We're, we're hitting on all that stuff because people are infiltrating our businesses, our livelihood, and a lot of them are not that obvious to us. Uh, so that's why we call them the grifters. Mm -hmm. um, good point about the common people, but and trying to you know give the reality check that that we think is needed. 
but we're working we're working against a machine that has kind of persuaded many of the common people that the world is a certain way and to try and shift them from that you know that's challenging for some people and sometimes the common people don't realize that they're working or or potentially working against their own interests it's very frustrating yeah it is, isn't it? But I don't think they've really achieved what they wanted, Paul. Otherwise, some of these steps that we are seeing right now, uh, say, be it uh, the fact that I saw Mark Daldar, your senior political reporter, newsroom report, that uh, very excitedly on his LinkedIn say that he's been admitted to the fourth uh, batch of the Oxford Climate Journalism Network to oh. study climate reporting. And I looked at that one and then I looked to these, who are the ones congratulating him? You had Sam Sachdeva, senior national affairs editor. You had the director of the national sustainability reporting at uh, one of our financial boards. These guys are still going on and getting trained. The most recent one last week, we heard about the climate disinformation night school that has yes, sprung up. Yes, I saw that advertised. So all of that, you you just see that they're frantically. That's got to be, isn't it? They're frantically trying to hang on to this narrative, to the shreds of whatever is left. For many people, who whether they follow the science or not, the fact is that the economic pigeons are coming home to roost. They are chickens are coming home to roost, and people know they are being hit at every point, be it rent, be it putting food on the table, all of that. So once a financial pain gets real, a whole lot see it and see it for what it is. And that's, I think, what mainstream media is trying to hang on to, to somehow quell that. Because you only have to look at any sort of report uh, from one of these guys that comes through on your Facebook feed or something. I look at the ratio of comments, you know, like, like and all. And there is a very, very definite shift there. It must be soul-destroying, I'm thinking, for some of those individuals <laughs> and media organizations too. And and it, this is even after limiting comments. Yep. That, that they are, you're right, they're like a tsunami of piss-taking, excuse my French, mm -hmm. um, disbelief. You know, they, they sort of call it. And, yeah, how long can that go on? I mean, well, this is ridiculous. 20 minutes of a session for eight weeks, uh, you know, eight weeks of climate disinformation school and all of this. This is New Zealand. And are we trying to teach people how to think? I think the desperation well, shows. They're probably accurate. It is teaching climate disinformation <laughs> um, because and how to peddle it. So I guess it's accurately described. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I, I would be more direct and just call it com, uh, climate communism. I mean, it's really uh, quite overt now. It's getting really, really in your face. And the thing that Jaspreet and I have found, no matter how many heads we chop off the hydra, they seem to grow new heads somewhere else. So oh. the hydra is always um, self-fulfilling effectively. So it, it's up to us to be tough and, and staunch and really stand on these people. I mean, we all know people that are very well-meaning people. They think they've got a job that counts, but yep. in actual fact, it's a job that you and I are funding, and we know it's a non-job. It's not necessary. It's not yep. adding to anything other than, um, you know, it, I have to say, I have to make, make an admission. Those people that are getting those non-jobs are still consuming. They're still speculating. They're still part of society. So the money does go around, and it's a matter of how out of balance that is, and it's those non-jobs in this country are seriously out of balance with those of us that want to do real jobs and produce. Yeah. That's the problem. 
All right. Anything more to say on Greenwashed? Anything coming up in the very near future that people should know about? But I, I guess we, we can tell where things where things are going with the show this year, for sure. Yeah. No, we ain't been, been backing down. Not a chance. Probably more in your face than ever before. And we'll also be focusing on NGOs that Don was talking. The Hydra keeps growing, you know, yeah. more and more tentacles. And we have these non-governmental organizations. So Don and I will be doing a segment of Spotlight on NGOs and focusing on, our, on where the money is flowing, where the grift begins and ends. <laughs> Don, any final words? No, that's it. Uh, Jaspreet keeps me honest, and um, I hope I keep her honest, and we're, um, we're putting on as as good as we can get every week. Some weeks we have a few dilemmas and there's a few gremlins creep in. Like a, always last, the way. <laughs> la, last yeah. week we had a um, no way we were going to get this guy from Florida on. His internet was down, and uh, but we we boxed on and we put up, I think, a pretty good show the other day. So okay. um, just encourage people who don't get to listen to us live, um, go back and do do the replays as they should do with every other show on RCR because there's there's some gold in there. So that's Greenwashed Mondays between 10 and 1 here at RCR. Thanks for coming in, Jaspreet and Don. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Great Paul. chatting. Thanks for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. Do you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to? Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057 or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you, so connect with us today.